Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Belisai. I'm recording right next to my co-host and producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. All right, we're kicking things off today with a little ranting. Then we got Worst Things First, where I shot about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. After that, we're bringing back our annual Valentine's Day rant hotline special. Recurring guest complainer Lane Moore is back on the pod to solve all of your love and relationship problems with us. And finally, we'll get to all the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier with our chasers. And by the way, we are not going to have an episode next week, so just make sure to really savor this one. We're just taking a little vacation. I am literally going to Florida. So maybe maybe I'll be posting some Floridian pics on the Unhappy Hour Instagram. Mm. Maybe I will be the cause of a worse things first story. Yeah, Florida, you might not make it back. I we know that not. for sure. Better watch out for falling iguanas. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right, Barry, what's your gripe this week? This week, it was gloomy outside. It was raining a lot. And that really Mm -hmm. reminded me that people don't know how to use umbrellas. They are walking around, acting like they are still the same size. And meanwhile, they have just a huge piece of equipment taking up the rest of the space That's around them. That's always my problem, oh, isn't it? Oh, oh, I got this huge piece of equipment that I'm walking around with. Oh. Everyone, always getting in everyone's way. And they're like, oh, here he comes. <laughs> you just you have someone who's like normally on the right side of the sidewalk. And then suddenly they're taking up the entire space because of their umbrella. But not only that. 
This is really more for people who are like five, eight and up, which famously I'm five, nine and a half. Mm-hmm. You're a tall girl. <laughs> TM Netflix 2019. <laughs> Why wasn't that nominated for Best Picture? Oscar buzz. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, umbrellas become weapons because people who are like average height, they will raise their umbrella higher and then it is directly in eyeline with me. And I'm legitimately afraid of having my eyes poked out by people's umbrellas. Yeah. I mean, I... I never actually think about it because I feel like I'm taller than most people's even umbrella height. Brag. I think the biggest anxiety is that when you're walking with an umbrella, like I am hyper aware of my surroundings. So I'm right. always worried I'm going to hit someone. Right. But then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm holding the umbrella at like a seven foot level. And I wish that other people could like get that energy from you because other people just have no fucking clue what is around them at any time when they're holding an umbrella. Well, yeah, that's just a bigger issue. Yeah. We can't fix society. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you all be more like Matt? How That's always what the world I'm saying. would be. <laughs> Just walking around with massive equipment. <laughs> <laughs> and but being respectful with it. Yes. It's very important. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's your gripe this week? What's going on? Oh, what have I done this week? I don't know. I've been on like a spending spree. Oh good. <laughs> My gripe is that there's too much stuff. There's so much stuff and I want Why all the stuff so much all stuff? the time. I want to buy everything all the time. And then every time I bring something into my apartment, I'm like, either I have to eat this <laughs> or find a place for it. Uh-huh. It's Isn't that crazy? I, this was a sober thought that I had this <laughs> yeah, week. <laughs> I think you need to break this down for me, please. It's just like every time you go out and buy something and yeah. bring it back, it's like either you've bought, either you've purchased something that is going to be consumed uh-huh. or then you or then you own something. Yeah, for the rest of your life. Right. Hopefully. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. It really makes you think about consumption and waste, doesn't it? Yeah, and how much <laughs> shit I go through constantly. <laughs> I just, I don't think it was until this last time that I moved that I was like, I have so much stuff. Oh, yeah. I oh, have yeah. so much stuff. and, and yet, But I want more. Always. It's never enough. Never this. enough. <laughs> never, never, never enough. Never, never, never oh, enough. God. Okay. For me, for me, I watched that movie on an airplane once. Fascinating You don't tale. even know what movie that is. Show me, do you? Show, what is it? Show me a hero. That's sure. an HBO series. Uh, showman, the greatest showman. I got there. Sure, sure, Greatest sure, showman, sure. Hugh Jackman. Anyway, the point is Target is a terrorist organization. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we need to take them down from the inside. Oh, that is my other gripe. And perhaps this is specific to New York, but the target that I go to has taken to locking up every product imaginable. I can't The amount of items that are now behind lock and key. And it's always the most embarrassing shit, which I get. I get that's why, because, you know, people don't want to buy, but it's like you're putting, they put, I buy, uh, CeraVe, what is it called? Yeah, 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 yeah. CeraVe, like, uh, products yeah. that I guess is for, like, oily, acne-prone skin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And why is that under lock and key? <laughs> Who is stealing CeraVe? It's not, like, that exp- any more expensive than, like, other cosmetics. Yeah, I also feel like, I'm sorry, but it, like, Target can take the hit. 
It's yeah. not worth our emotional labor of having to ask someone to open it. That I just costs want us more than implicitly it costs when I ask an employee, like because then I have to find an employee a impossible, and then ask them, and I feel like implicitly I want to be like, I know you fucking hate me right now. <laughs> I hate me too. Sorry that I want to buy something. <laughs> I but get it's also that like what a store is for. Your job sucks, <laughs> but. Yeah, this is what we've done. I mean, I think they also hate it. Yeah. I don't think they like it. No one does. And then I have to be like, I just hate that moment where I have to like tell the employee what product I want. Yeah. It's so humiliating. I also, I bought a hair dryer and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy some sort of like fun curling iron too. All of those were locked up and I had had someone come over and someone came over. They asked which one I wanted and I was like, oh fuck, now I feel like I'm ordering from a menu and I I don't actually know and I haven't done any research about this and and now you're here and I have to, and I'm under a time limit and a pressure and I bought something and I looked it up and I think that it like... I don't think that they even make it anymore. It's a Conair product that I'm pretty sure the CVS has had for like six years. Sure. There have definitely been like several editions since. So I bought a super shitty thing. I just I hate that entire practice. Target can can handle it. I yeah, I just I this week I had to go. I bought I pointed at the soap and she had to like bend down and be like, do you want the, the gentle one for problem uh-huh. skin? <laughs> Or normal. And I was like, gentle for problem skin. (laughs) I'm a sensitive little baby. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. What do you think? Sorry, I'm a pussy. (laughs) Um, Anyway, that's my gripe. We love it. We love it. We're not playing a rant hotline right now because we have so many gorgeous ones in our Valentine's Day deep dive. But if you have some shit you need to get off your chest, just know that you can always call us at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. You'll be featured on the pod. And now let's get to the headlines. Beep, 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 All right. Worst things first. Let's chat about the stupidest news of the week first. Residents of a town in Mississippi are reporting that a mysterious smell, one that has apparently lingered for months in past years. Oh, no. It's back, baby. It's back in downtown Hattiesburg. I take it it's a bad smell? Oh, yeah. I don't think a good smell is referred to as a smell. (laughs) There's a difference between aroma and odor. Oh, okay. Yeah, this town isn't just like super innovative in their like aromatherapy for the whole town. Right. Apparently, this is a recurring problem in this part of Mississippi. The local news reports um, that... Yeah, this has been going on for years, and the source of this mysterious bad smell is unknown. They've been unable to find it. Some residents say it smells like ammonia. Oh, that's not good. (laughs) Others compare it to the scent of a rotting animal corpse. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So probably the gates of hell are nearby. That's my guess. Sure, 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 sure. I mean, yeah, let's face it. If the gates of hell are in the United States, probably in Mississippi, Mm -hmm. um... Or Florida, but close enough. Yeah. Mississippi is the Florida of the Deep South, even though Florida is in the Deep South. Right. But I never think of Florida as the Deep South. Because it's like even more South than the Deep South, you know? Right. Because of the dick. That is Florida. 
Residents say the smell is typically most noticeable in the morning, but sometimes rolls in during the evening. So they there's no they have no information about the no smell. No rhyme or reason. They think it probably is is from the sewer system, but they uh, investigated the sewer lagoons, and um, the mayor said that testing found they were all working properly and operating within limits of this of the city state permit. So. They just have no idea where this horrible smell is coming from, and I cannot imagine a worse situation. In my mind, a mysterious bad smell is akin to death, actually. I mean, yeah. This is how they should have killed Jesus. What? (laughs) Why do you always bring up the crucifixion of Christ? I don't know, maybe because I went to Sunday school every week where that's all they talked about. Okay, I don't bring up the Torah every goddamn minute. Yeah, that's because that's fake. What? (laughs) Isn't the Torah just the Old Testament? Yes. I don't know these things. I do. Okay. (laughs) Well, maybe I would know if you talked about it more. Fair. But you don't. You withhold knowledge from me. (laughs) And so I just have to guess. Anyway, I'm just saying this is an appropriate means of torture. I honestly think introducing horrible smells. Yeah. Maybe this is a government conspiracy. Mm. The CIA is testing new torture. Yeah, whenever there's a weird, like, oh, we don't know where this thing is coming from. It's like, what aren't they telling us? You you don't know for a reason. Yeah, this is exactly how it starts, folks. I feel like we need a tin hat sound, like a tin hat sound effect. Yeah. Next, the mayor of Hudson, Ohio, presented this whack argument against allowing ice fishing at a local park. So he was arguing against ice fishing at a local park because he said it might lead to prostitution. Oh, yes, but of course. (laughs) But of course. What do you mean, sir? Let him explain. Okay. In a now viral video, the mayor told city council members, quote, If you open the park up to ice fishing, while on the surface it sounds good, then what happens next year? Does someone come back and say, oh, I want an ice shanty for X amount of time? An ice shanty, I guess. It's like the little huts that they build above the ice. So you're sitting and you're you're ice. So, okay, let's start from the beginning. Mm. Fish um, are food in the water. Yep, right. Um, And they go swim, swim, swim. (laughs) And then in the wintertime, the water freezes just on the top there's still water below right and so if you don't want to die uh, (laughs) but still get your delicious fish meat you have to go fishing on top of the water and so you cut a little glory hole on top of the water (laughs) and then you sit there and fish through it right but guess what it's cold so So you have to build up a little tent Mm -hmm. shanty around your hole and the mayor is like, well, first you get ice shanties, and then guess what? Someone's going to come knock, knock, knock in and want to charge you for sex. <laughs> Literally, classic. he says, and if you then allow ice fishing with shanties, then la- that leads to another problem. Prostitution. <laughs> <laughs> Just no other logical steps on that ladder. Right to prostitution. And now you got the police chief and the police department involved. Just data points to consider. I'm going to start saying that after everything. Yeah, absolutely. Just data points to consider (laughs) when you make the most ludicrous argument I've ever heard. I just, what has this man done on a lake that he is is like, I'm just throwing it out there, but we're going to get hookers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You set up a tent. 
There's going to be hookers involved. There's nothing more sensual to me than, than absolutely forking on a, on a just huge, thick sheet of ice, you know? Yeah. Real exactly. comfortable in, in essentially public. Right. Yeah. Because the one thing that I want to do when I'm outside in the freezing snow is get naked. Yeah. Just yeah. take off all my clothes. Right. Or at least the ones that protect my most sensitive areas. I will say when I was younger, I had snow pants Uh-oh. and we never got new snow pants every year. No. It's like you bought them once and just hope that they fit <laughs> forever. Uh, and then naturally I went through a growth spurt in my ass <laughs> and went outside the next year on the first snow day. And first moment I bent over, just major ass rip. So... I'm just saying there is you were, access. You were one step closer to prostitution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, should be legal and fine. So who cares? Who cares if you use the shanties to fuck? Am yeah, right? you're killing two birds with one stone here. Yeah. You're getting fish and you're getting fucked. Yeah. So what? Sounds like a great town. I'd move there. Sounds like a great reason to move to, where is this, Ohio? Hudson, Ohio. See you in 2023. Yeah, I just, it's just like, if you want to fuck on the ice, you should be able to, frankly. Amen. This is America, goddammit. Right. And finally, a security guard allegedly ruined a $1 million painting on his first day of work by drawing faces on it. (laughs) Yes. I mean, when you're bored, what are you going to do? You're going to doodle. Yeah. On your first day of work? Yeah. When you're a security, I cannot imagine how boring it must be to be a museum security guard. You can't even be on your phone. No, you're just standing. All you do is every 20 minutes be like, no pictures with flash. (laughs) At some 16-year-old who doesn't even want to be there to begin with. they're just taking selfies. Yeah. Anyway, so this painting um, is by uh, someone named Anna Leproskaya. Oh, so it was a woman artist. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Get over it. Right. This is not worth a million dollars. I don't know who told her this, but um, it shows a series of faceless, well, previously faceless figures. (laughs) Um, And it was hung in this kind of museum center in in Russia. And yeah, this employee who was not named was said to be around 60 years old, is reportedly already been fired. But this was his first day of work and he got bored and took out a ballpoint pen (laughs) and started drawing on the artwork for some reason he drew faces on two of the three figures depicted in the painting (laughs) i love this (laughs) because i love this because it's like ambition you know he's just like i can make this better what can i do on my first day of work improve the situation around me you know yeah here's the picture it's these three faces and he just drew these little eyes (laughs) (laughs) we'll have to post this on instagram it's so good honestly it's a better painting now (laughs) <laughs> basically they these three heads they kind of look like do you know like uh the the little models that they use in like art classes yeah they're yeah, like yeah. little wooden figures yeah it just it's like looks like sticks. those heads yeah it looks yeah. like little matchsticks just blank faces honestly yeah it's kind of a shit painting yeah. if i'm being honest a <laughs> million dollars for this no i will easily recreate this and you would have no idea so this man was improving this painting but now experts are like oh guess what you ruined it and the value is worth a lot less and you know now he lost his job yeah for rude. going above and beyond it's disgusting only in russia am i right 
this is just a distraction from Russia, frankly. <laughs> They're like, here's a fun story <laughs> while we invade Ukraine. I do love, though, that now this is going to set off like they're going to hire some old lady to fix it and she'll probably fuck it up even worse and like draw, try to draw, you know, Jesus. Is this a reference to like a movie or something? One of the most famous painting restorations of all time. I'm sorry that I don't just have lists of painting restorations just on the top of my head. You don't know the picture of that. It was like a picture of Jesus that this uh, like Italian woman restored. You are obsessed with Jesus. This is... I I assure you that everyone listening knows what I'm talking about. I'm not do, even joking. I do not think that's true. It was like a meme. It was viral. It, this is like one of the earliest memes on the internet in mm. the 2000s, 2012 or whatever. It was like a sketch on SNL. Kate McKinnon played the Italian woman who fixed the painting and it, she fucked it up so badly. It has no, it doesn't look like the original painting at all. It looks like a cartoon that she tried drawing over it. Wait, can you show me it? Cause I think that I actually know the image, but did not know the history. Oh my God. I did not know that this was the history of this meme. I've seen this meme. I've seen this painting all over. Had no idea. Oh that's sure. What it now was. you say that. You <laughs> lying I sack of shit. I had no shit. idea why, what it was or anything. I honestly uh, just never really got sure, it. But sure, now I do. Sure, sure, the sure. more you learn. Wow. Anyway. So all I'm saying is let me restore this painting. <laughs> I'll fix it. It doesn't seem that hard. You just put a little paint over the two little Right. It's like, dots. first of all, I'm a man, so I will al- automatically make it, it better. And second of all, I have great taste and I'm a beautiful artist. And he so. just did like two little dots. Yeah. Know? Also, it's like it's just buy. You go to Home Depot. White out. Ever you know, heard of it? Go go get the little pant swatches. Yeah, We've make, all yeah. done it. I also just painted my bedroom wall. So yeah, like basically expert. I know exactly what I'm doing. And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Don't forget to share and tag us in ridiculous news that you want us to cover at Unhappy Hour on Instagram. Next, we are diving deep into your love lives right after this commercial break. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, as is tradition here on Unhappy Hour, it is Valentine's Day season, which means we are all bereft, and we uh, are going to be answering listener questions, as always, and we are joined, as is our tradition here, by Lane Moore, who is the author of How to Be Alone, if you want to, and even if you don't, and the creator and host of Tinder Live, which is currently on tour, Welcome back to the show, Lane Moore. Yeah, thank you. It's so funny. Whenever people are like, how do you feel about Valentine's Day? I'm like, well, I do a lot of shows and podcasts. <laughs> so It's not a coincidence I that we are. celebrate it in my own way, you know? You know what? We're rebranding it as Lane Moore Day. Oh, yeah. well, thank you so much. I have a lot of conflicted feelings about that, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into questions, because it has been a while since we've caught up, what have you been up to? Tell us, catch us up. Oh, my goodness. Um, the weeping. There has been weeping. <laughs> there will be tears. Um, I don't know. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's I, unconvincing I we're all there. after that. <laughs> yeah, I like there's a lot of sobbing. The first thing I thought the answer was sobbing. I'm good. Uh, it's probably not super convincing. Um, I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. Um, yeah, it's been nice to be able to like do shows in New York City again and go on tour again. And I'm like working on a second book that's like a sequel to How to Be Alone. So there's like there's good stuff coming out. There's reasons to keep going a little longer. <laughs> Amazing. You're, you're back on the road doing doing Tinder live shows. How are yes. those going? So great. I remember like at the beginning of of the pandemic when it was like we all kind of thought like, oh, you know, our dating apps, like are people going to be like more mindful and like really like want a connection, like p- treat people better. And then we quickly found out like, no, um, so, <laughs> it's been great yeah. for, for gender lives. <laughs> That's what I'm curious about, because like how uh, I feel like I know my experience with the apps over the last two years and how yeah. it has sort of ebbed and flowed. And now that like we're sort of back to a, a, a kind of pre pandemic stage of like everybody's wild and out again. But do you, are people like even crazier than they were before? Like have inhibitions gone completely out the window? I feel like because like, I mean, I guess like if somebody, if somebody hasn't, hasn't seen Tinder Live before, I also like play, like I literally am like swiping right on the craziest profile. Someone who has no ambitions. That is your character. (laughs) Yeah. Well, she has them. Um, she has a mission. She just also has a lot of problems. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's just also like really drunk and really horny and doesn't know what her own hands look like. Um, uh-huh. but you know, something's wrong with her. So it's like, um, I, I guess my point is like, I don't feel like anybody who talked to like my Tinder live character was like, like, I need to loosen up a bit. Like, I, I don't know why they were talking to her anyway, you know? So, yeah. um, I haven't noticed that as much, Um, I don't know. I just it's so funny because it did seem like it would have this shift. And I just feel like it has changed nothing in like when I've used (laughs) it personally or professionally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a great energy to start trying to help solve everyone's problems. (laughs) I know. I think I think that's I feel like I'm I feel like that's probably validating, though, for a lot of people to hear because it's like. It, you know, I know at the beginning I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to like meet someone and it's going to be like old timey and they're going to like send me letters in the mail and like flowers and it's going to be like 
so cute. A return to the 1800s in the one good way the 1800s was good or something. <laughs> but yeah. that didn't happen for most of us. So, hey, I mean, if we still didn't have problems, we wouldn't be able to do this rant hotline. So, you know, Thank it's God. really for everyone's benefit. Thank God there's Perfect been no segue. marked improvement. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, on that note, people still have problems. We are still ill-equipped to answer them, but we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, we are. Um, So we had people both leave voicemail questions and some written questions. So we're getting a mix of both. So are are we ready? We're ready. Let's do it. We are. I also love that we both have like really strong messages on our pink accessories. I am wearing the free tushy shirt that I got that says, ask me about my butthole. (laughs) I felt like it was fitting, Uh, fitting for Valentine's Day. And Lane, for the for the people who aren't seeing the video, please tell us what's on your head right now. Yeah, I'm wearing a pink hat that says daddy that I think was intended for uh, for gay men. But I was like, as a queer top. Uh, I'm gonna own it. I do. Anyone can be a daddy. It's, you know, lesson number one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is way more about the energy than it is about any specific, you know, role. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We love it. I love it. Leave us your rant after the beat. Okay. Hey, Matt. Hey, Barry. Shout out to Putty. Hope you find love too. Um, Thank you so much. Quick question. So when is it right to possibly completely fuck up a friendship and shoot your shot? Mm. It's just so hard to evaluate losing an entire person versus it being the best choice ever. So do you just make the safe choice and retain a good person in your life? Or do you just say fuck it or possibly fuck it all up. Um, would love your thoughts on how to gauge that situation. Asking for a friend. Uh-huh. <laughs> I believe yeah. it. Sounds true. All right. Thanks. Bye. Uh, I mean, who hasn't asked this question at some point? Yeah. I mean, my, like the first thing I thought reading this was like, okay, but like how in love with him are you? <laughs> Sure, you know, sure. like, what's the interest level really like? Because that's that's I feel like is it how much it's worth it? Is it going to dissipate in like six months? Mm. Right. Is this a heat of the moment, a passion, a crush? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, that is a valid a valid test of like, OK, give it a few months of of silent pining and then see if the 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 fire is still there. See, a part of me is like. Been there, done that, fucked it up, right? <laughs> yeah. So that is that is the gay story. I would say the gay, I I was like in love with my straight best friend, which was Ooh. I mean an impossible situation that was never going to work out, <laughs> right, right, even right, right, right. if I confessed my love. Yeah. I and I fucked it up anyway. But B, it's like how how bad could you really fuck it up? Right. I'm like, if you're that good of friends and you have that strong of like a connection and communication, does it have to be an either or? Like, could you work through it if they don't feel the same way? That's kind of what I think. Um so I, yeah, I just feel like this is something that doesn't it doesn't have a flat answer because it's just like there's so many variables here like I had somebody who I was like oh I think I have feelings for this person who like had feelings for me a long time ago and 
that I like was in a weird place and then we stayed friends and I was like I wonder if they're still in love with me because maybe I have feelings now and I waited and they went away (laughs) I learned more about them and they disappeared so like the person didn't disappear the feelings did I was just like I was gonna say and now it's a true crime podcast where is that person (laughs) now she's dead and it took care of itself so wait for them to die sometimes they just die (laughs) Yeah, we're off to a great start. <laughs> yeah, Wait I think for we them to die. it. Yeah, because everyone does, you know. Right. Go off, get it. Yeah. Or don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've been in situations where I didn't tell the person that I really liked them, but it was like very obvious. And like we just kind of skirted. I'm talking about Barry, of course. That's right. Why yeah. I can't no. Even, of course. I can't even yeah. Look at no. Her. It's so uh, <laughs> the tension. <laughs> but. Where it's like, I feel like it is possible when you like someone, it's like if they don't like you back, you'll get over it eventually. And like you can get past it unless you like make it weird. Yeah, I think that's it. And like, I don't know. I just I couldn't I couldn't gauge from the way this person sounded like how into them they were. Uh, So I'm I'm not really sure, but it didn't sound like I don't know. It didn't. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it sounded said, more like it was just like, oh, I'm kind of thinking about this. Would it be worth it? And for me, I'm just like, eh, wait, analyze your dynamic. You know, it just didn't sound that like I have been deeply in love with this person and I cannot <laughs> like it didn't sound like that. So I'm like, eh, yeah, wait on it. Yeah, I don't know your thoughts, either of your thoughts. I I think there's a stereotype amongst gay men in particular that like you basically like fuck first, introduce yourself second and then become friends third. Mm. That is not my preference. The point being that like the stereotype amongst gay men is that like you are, you always are attracted to your friends. And then once you realize that you're not compatible, then you just become friends with these people. It's Mm -hmm. like, all gay men are supposed to be like friends with their exes and like everybody is just part of this big polyamorous relationship. I like hate it. (laughs) I don't judge anybody else's experience, but I'm like, no, no, no. Because of my attachment issues, there's no way that I can remain friends with someone who I liked at any point. Mm, Healthy. Right. (laughs) Which I don't know if it's like healthy or (laughs) unhealthy. That's just how I respond to things. Just based on, I feel like it's just psychology. That's just like how, because of something that probably happened when I was like one years old and I don't even remember it. I have an attachment style that makes it impossible for me to be friends with people that I had feelings for at some point. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny because it's like, (laughs) you know, I feel like for queer women and femmes, it's more like, you're just like low key in love with all of your friends and you just that like, is exactly it. how I feel. Exactly. You know, I'm just like, we just accept that we're always going to be a little bit in love with pretty much everyone <laughs> that we're friends with. And like to varying degrees. And sometimes you're just like, I am not in love with you anymore. We are just friends. And it is barely that. So it just, you know, it goes back and forth. But I yeah, I, don't, I, I think that's why I'm just like, I can do it because I, there are friends of mine who I'm like, I'm a little in love with you. I don't know if it would work, but. I, you know, again, but it depends on how strong these feelings are. And when I've had it where it was like the feelings really were strong, I waited a while and I was like, oh, maybe these are not really about this person. And it's like more about something this person brought to my life. And it has, it's not actually about them. 
or they're the like only other person in your quarantine pod and you just got those like quarantine goggles on and you're like oh are you just the closest human near me right or it was just like they were the last person who was nicest to you like you know (laughs) like let's be real also in love with everyone who's nice to me yeah I'm just like oh my god remember them they were so nice to me no one else is nice to me right now they were the one and then I'm like they also had problems Lane you've just been in a weird state you know (laughs) All right. Well, I feel like we solved it. We um, absolutely did. And remember, they will die. <laughs> right. When all else fails, just bank on them dying. Um, yeah. And there are ways to speed that up, honestly. <laughs> you know, it's like, obviously, I'm not going to say outright murder them, but like you can introduce like lead paint to their life. Right. You yeah. Can kind yeah. Of do the kind of low level carcinogens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Paintbrush, just out. like the flakes. You know, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, here's some tea I made you. But oh, right. oops, there's a little bit of little extra paint chips. Paint chips again. Oh, no. That I scooped up. <laughs> oh, this mouse trap that I found. Oh no, this knife chandelier. You're under it. I, you know, whatever <laughs> yeah. works for you. <laughs> um, right. Oh, here's this toaster that I bought off Facebook Marketplace that sparks Take a when bath. you plug it in. Right. Take a bath. <laughs> I with drew me. this beautiful bubble bath. All right. Next voicemail. Okay, so this is for the relationship advice episode. Um, so I've been talking to a guy for more than a year now. Mm. We ended up moving in together, but the entire time we haven't been together, like his friends and my friends see us as each other's boyfriends. But every time I ask him out, he says no. He also doesn't post me on social media or anywhere. So what do I do? Like, how do I just, end it because like I do care about him and I do want to be with him but he always just says that he doesn't want to be in a relationship but does everything that at a relationship takes just kind of like in the closet so yeah mm. and this has been going on for more than more than a year so I just need a little bit of help because I've been stressing out thank you oof I just want to like give you the biggest hug. Yeah. I know. Like I was like, I had a joke and then the last part happened and I was like, Oh, <laughs> I still have the joke, but I also have sadness, <laughs> which is, which is, you know, my autobiography. I still have the jokes, but I also have sadness. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know if we could advise murder on this one. Cause it no. might seem like too much of a solution. Um, yeah. Yeah. And pretty, a little hate crimey somehow. Oh, oh, fair. Yeah. Yeah. It seems, seems, I mean, my first thought was like, you have a roommate. Like, this right. isn't a boyfriend, this is a roommate. Like, it just, it, it's it's interesting the way this was phrased. But, I mean, obviously, I think all three of us are sitting on an overwhelming feeling of, oh, my goodness, please get out of this. Yeah. <laughs> please, you deserve so, so much, much more. more. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like, oh. as much as it absolutely sucks, you're just kind of putting off someone who does want to be in a relationship with you and put you on social media and treat you like you should be treated uh, and who will do all of those things with you. And proudly, this is the most genuine I've ever been. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know, but it was like, it necessitates it because I also just like, I don't know, you know, it's, it's so easy to, 
I feel like a lot of times, you know, some people when they give advice and stuff, it's like they read something like this and they're like, just end it, whatever. And it's like, okay, but you have to hold space for the fact that like, if you've ever been in a situation like this, you know that it's not this like, love yourself, move on. It's like that right. stuff is sticky and painful, which I think is why we're all sitting here being like, Ugh, we don't yeah. want you to have to go through what you're about to have to go through because it's not that simple. But but the core of it really is that like, good Lord, you deserve better. You're not getting what you want. He's not going to change. Like, get out of there. And you you can't wait. You know, I think this is where our advice shifts. You cannot wait for him to die. Get out. Get out now. <laughs> he could live to be a thousand. You don't right. know. <laughs> Unless he's like on his way out the door. In that case, it's like, okay, you know. Maybe he'll at least, you know, be like, I need right. to get at least one IG post out of you before you get out of here. <laughs> And make him get his login. He's about to go. <laughs> right. But yeah, obviously, exactly. It's like, okay, you are, you live together. It's not that easy to be like, okay, I'm just going to move on with my life. It's like, okay, it's going to take a little bit more than that. But uh, however long that process takes, Start it's it worth, now. yeah, it's worth starting it. Like literally the second you hear this, like make moves. Yeah. Check, check that lease. Take Unless a look. he's rich. Then oh, I'm like, oh, that's a whole other bag you just opened. <laughs> well, but then you still need to renegotiate your relationship and maybe get a monthly sum. Sure. There yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Get alimony at the very least. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I Next. Think, I think we gave some genuine advice. We really did crush it again. Hey. Uh, my name is Claire. I'm calling about your Valentine's Day episode for mm-hmm. So my boyfriend and I have been dating for six months now, and everything's great except for one kind of weird detail. Ooh. I have never been to his place, which I know sounds really sketchy at first, major red flags, but Apparently, his ex was a psycho stalker, like, full psycho. So he's got, like, trust issues because of that. And, like, no one has been to his house. His friends haven't been to his house. Only his parents and, like, direct family. And, like, I get that. I got my own shit going on that I'm working through. But, like... How do I tell them at some point, I'm going to have to see where you live. Like, I love that we hang out at my place. My stuff is near me. I don't have to drive, which means I can drink. <laughs> mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. fine. But it's weird. Right? It's weird. Anyway, <laughs> love you guys. Eh, I guess if that's the worst relationship thing I'm dealing with, eh, not bad. <laughs> Bye. Okay. What? I feel like we're all just sitting here like <laughs> ah! we just heard the weirdest thing we've ever heard. Like I'm I'm watching everyone's <laughs> face and we're all like uh. <laughs> right. I think we're all thinking he doesn't have a house. Right. And or he is a murderer and that's where he keeps the bodies. 
Also, like, I don't know if both of you are thinking this, but the second that I hear a woman say, my male boyfriend, his ex is crazy. I'm like, liar, liar. I just, and don't get me wrong. You know, I know, whatever, crazy women exist, fine, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I'm just like, what did he do? What did he do to her? Like, that's just all I, and only because... You know, men have ruined that. Y'all have ruined that for for yourselves. Like, so even if somebody was a little excessive and had really poor boundaries or whatever it is, y'all ruined it by calling us all crazy all the time for having legitimate issues with you. So I'm already a little bit like, Mm, in the like, well, my ex was crazy. So here's why I can't give you what you want is like the biggest red flag to me in the world. Even if, yeah, there's a like 5% chance that that is true. I'm still suspicious. Are you guys feeling that too? Yeah. I was going to say, I think because she does specifically ask, like she knows this is weird. She yeah. knows. Yeah. And and she is aware of that. She knows it's a red flag. So she is asking like, how do I tell him that like I need to see where he lives? And I feel like that it's like, how do you approach that? I mean, first of all, I think I mean, like you, t- you talk like that's that's yeah. like me sitting watching any TV show. I'm just like, yeah, the characters should talk to each other. And then right, 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 right. <laughs> and then in your own life, you're like, we've ignored this for six years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. We started this advice uh, just 10 minutes ago saying, just give it time. Just wait it out. Yeah. Let him <laughs> die. Like, Some, you'll never have to deal actually, with it. <laughs> yeah. Confront your fears. Have the conversation. <laughs> But yeah, I think it is just one of those moments where it's like, I don't know, relationships are about trust and every like new step of a relationship is about like letting your guard down that little bit much more. Yeah. So it's like, it's gonna have to come down eventually. Okay. You're gonna have to Wizard of Oz him. Well, and the other thing that I don't like about this is I'm frustrated for this person because... All I'm hearing is that she has just been like swallowing her needs for six months. I don't like Mm. that. I really don't Mm -hmm. like it. I don't like that. Like there's been no, and six months is a long time. If you guys have been dating for like two months and this had happened and it was like weighing on you, six months is a long time for you to be swallowing your needs. Can they make him FaceTime from his apartment? So at least you can Mm. be like, show me around. I want to make sure Something. It really does sound like, yeah, sorry, there's bodies in here. Like it really is just. (laughs) Like, you can hide the location. I don't need to know where it is. Or, like, witness protection kind of like, okay, blindfold me, put me in the back of a van, take me to your apartment. (laughs) Make it a role play thing. Sure. Yeah. Just play kidnap, take me to your apartment. I won't know where it is. You can take my phone. I won't tell any of my friends, actually. Like, I'll disable find my iPhone. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Or, or, hold on. Is he a hero? Now, I was just thinking about what if all of he does have corpses in his apartment, but they're of all the people from the rest of the show who we've been like, maybe he'll die. And he'll be like, I'll take their corpses. Like, I don't know. <laughs> right. It's really He's kind tough. of like a romantic Dexter. Vigilante. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, like, but even then, like, tell you, wanna tell you about that. Like, you yeah. want to know, you yeah. know, it'll bring you closer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I don't know, immediately my brain was like, he lives in the sewer. I, I just know he's like... <laughs> it's a, a real Beauty rat. and the Beast. Like, wasn't there like an old Beauty and the Beast show where he literally did live in the sewer? I think it was like early 90s or something. So like, maybe he's that. But then like, he also has like a sweet palace. I don't know. 
<laughs> All right. Problem um, solved. Absolutely. And yeah, worst case scenario, you know, pull a Colton Underwood and just place an air tag on his body somewhere and then you'll be able to track him home. Let's do one more. This will be our final voicemail. Uh-huh. This one is not even necessarily asking for advice as much as it's just kind of sharing their situation. And uh, I'm excited to hear about it and talk about it. Hi. So my students roast me about my lack of love life all the time. And they were really, really invested because there was a cute boy at a bagel shop that I was, like, hardcore crushing on. And they're super pissed that the love story between teacher lady and bagel boy does not work out. I mean, same. So basically, my students just roast me continuously, and they will not settle until I found a partner. So that's my sad love life is I'm consistently getting roasted by teenagers. So I I wanted to include this one because I feel like what we can really do here um, is help this teacher roast her students sure yeah first of all they're all virgins okay <laughs> yeah um <laughs> well actually i don't know how old your students are so that might not even be true <laughs> second of all how are you letting these children make you uh, feel like you are less than they okay? can't even pay for their own bagels yeah they're still in school uh, Actually, to be honest, with teacher salaries, a lot of those kids might have more money than she does. That's so fair. <laughs> Their allowances are probably more. Okay, right. that is a harsher like, roast. That's a harsher, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that, oh my God, do not tell your students that. Oh my God, we cannot add fuel to their fire. But anyway, I want to acknowledge that. <laughs> I think just lie to them. You know, it's time that they learn that the world is not as rosy as they think it is okay guess what most of them will also probably be alone so what's funny about, about this is like i'm i'm looking at this and realizing how like what on what a weird level i relate to this because okay i don't know if you guys remember this but a couple years ago and i've had this happen actually a couple times but a couple years ago i like had this like meet cute with this guy who ended up being called laundry guy and it like went viral and it was this whole mm -hmm. thing and it was like yes. everyone was rooting for me and laundry guy it was like this crazy thing and then like it just like didn't happen it was just like there were all like it just <laughs> there were all these things it was like this really cute rom-commy build-up and I was like how is this so beautiful and then it just did like not end up taking off and I was like and people were like what's what are the updates what are the updates and I was like you don't want to know the update because it's like just not as good as the ending that we would have wanted. And then I had another one that like blew up where it's like a guy that I met during like a virtual Tinder live show that was like, everyone was rooting for Don and it was like this whole thing. <laughs> and then Don and I were supposed to go on an actual real life date. And then he just ghosted me and it was like, well, that sucks. I guess it's just funny because I'm like, I understand on like a large scale about this. And <laughs> yeah. it's, it's kind of interesting because you're just like, oh, but my advice would be to just like nip this in the bud so they never ask about it again and just be like, I'm a witch. And then just that's it. And you never answer any further questions. Just redirect it to I'm a witch and be like, anyway, mm. so today's curriculum. Now you're like a cool single witch who plans to there never marry. Maybe you're going to like give poisoned candy to kids. They don't know. But like, I'm a witch. Move on. I think could work. Yeah, I've sure. done it. And <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, just as an alternative, we can like red pill, blue pill this. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Right, right, right. You know, you mm-hmm. could you could pick your pick your poison here. Print out like a hundred headshots, right, with all your deets on the back of it, right? And you know, cup size, obviously, <laughs> like you know, just all of it. Yeah, and hand them out to all your students and be mm. like every week I need you to bring me in the name of a, a potential gentleman yeah I'm sure they all have uncles okay. it's like put them to work for you if they're <laughs> Wait, gonna roast you <laughs> yeah okay also our ideas could be combined because there is something really like great witch queen about this plan of being like my su- my my uh my kingdom subjects. go yes my exactly that's what it was my <laughs> subjects go and find me a suitor like i i implore you go and like and you go and then and then you get to be a witch and make your students work to find you love boom yeah. Boom. That's cool. And Barry knows this, but I I have spend almost all of my time on TikTok, it's several true. hours a day, not exaggerating. And I do know that TikTok teachers are it's like a big niche, a big yeah. genre. And this person is certainly not alone. I have seen so many teachers on TikTok whose students are just vicious. Yeah. <laughs> The latest one was someone who told her students she was born in the 1990s um, and it was a black woman and they asked her if she had been a slave. Oh, my God. God, no. No. When I tell you my jaw was on the ground for a full 30 minutes after I viewed (laughs) that 40 second TikTok. My dog is barking in the background. She's really upset about this discovery. She's like, that's right. We have riled up the animal kingdom. (laughs) Yeah. So the point is, you are not alone. (laughs) Plenty of teachers are getting roasted every day. Yeah. Use it as a power, not a weakness. And you're a witch, so you have that power. You're a Right, right. Use the power of fear. Yeah. Solved it. Solved yeah. it. Solved cool. it all. <laughs> um, Lane and Lights, um, uh, tell uh, tell the people where they can find you uh, in person and on the internet. Yeah. Um, all of my, you can find me at Hello Lane Moore on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and all the things. And um, you can find tickets for Tinder Live. I do the show every month in New York City. And you can find... Uh, all the tour cities on lanemore.org and you can buy How to Be Alone in any store ever. <laughs> Amazing. Probably. I mean, I don't know if it's like in Trader Joe's. Probably not. <laughs> I, I feel like I did too wide of a of a swath there, but you know, you get it's it. It's worth looking. You know, you never know. We can put books of yours in Trader Joe's. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Oh my God. It'll be like Willy Wonka and the Golden Ticket. Yes. Yeah. I found one of Lane's books. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, you so win much is again. A book. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. We will see you next time uh, where we solve a whole bunch of other romantic hope, hope, what is, wherever the opposite of hopefuls is. Hopeless? Hopelesses? Hopelesses. Hopeless romantics. (laughs) All right. bye. Bye. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier, starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. 
Barry, what do we highlight in this week? Well, there's been a lot of talk about book banning lately. And uh, I was listening to this episode of On the Media, which is a great podcast. And they did a whole episode about like the history of book banning, the student who took his school board all the way to the Supreme Court in the 80s. And uh, they also highlighted this writer, Kelly Jensen. And I wanted to talk about a toolkit because this is one of those things where I feel like, especially if you're not a part of school systems and stuff, you're like, okay, but what can we actually do about book banning? Yeah. Um, and so she wrote out this very detailed toolkit that came out years ago because guess what? This is not a new problem uh, called How to Fight Book Bans and Challenges. We'll link to it in our show notes, but it's on the blog called Book Riot. It's super informative. It has step-by-step actions, both for citizens. So just like if it's parents or if, you know, it's somebody who is really passionate about this in their town. But then it's also for gatekeepers, which are educators, librarians, and administrators um, about how to fight these book bans and challenges. Right. So we are going to link to all of that and the episode of On the Media if you want to learn more about it. It was really informative and a really good episode. And it's really important to keep these types of materials in our education system. Yeah, I suppose for people who may not be following this story, there are schools throughout the country that are attempting to ban books that teach about like... I don't know, racism, yeah, slavery, homosexuality, <laughs> also the Holocaust, which is deeply personal for me because my grandpa literally wrote a book for seventh and eighth graders to teach about the Holocaust and like goes around to schools teaching. And I grew up going with him and it's such a powerful and important part of our education system. And kids learn so much through those types of personal stories and people just want to silence that. I feel like the reasoning is often like, oh, kids are too young to be learning about this. And the implication there is often like white children are too fragile to learn about that because like black parents have to teach black children like how to deal with racism when they're incredibly young. So it's like, yeah, your white kids can handle it. Yeah, (laughs) we we did. Look at us. (laughs) We're mostly fine. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it is scary. But this is a really helpful toolkit. Pass it around if you know educators, if you yourself aren't a parent with kids in the public school system, things like that. I think it's probably, you know, people who would be affected by this and might want to pass it around. So we'll link to it in our show notes. All right. Uh, Let's get into the TV we're watching this week. What have you been watching? I have still just been watching Southside. And the more I watch that show, the more I love it. It's so funny. We're now in the second season. And I think that the third season they just announced is coming back really soon. So that is the show on HBO Max that is set in the South Side of Chicago. And it's really great. Uh, So, yeah. What about you? What are you watching this week? So I've been watching this old show uh, on HBO Max. It was it came out in like early 2020 called Stylish with Jenna Lyons. Mm-hmm. Do you know it? I heard you talking about it earlier this week off mic, um, oh. but I would love to hear about it on the record. Fairweather fan, here she comes. <laughs> oh, now it's just because you heard someone talking about it. You're going to watch it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Jenna Lyons, if you don't know, was like the CEO, I think, of J. Crew for a while. Sure. Um, or like creative director. I don't actually know. I think she ran J. Crew. <laughs> let me let me look it up because I bet it'll be extremely easy to find out. She was a creative director and president for J. Crew. Got it. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm sure if you don't recognize her name, then you may at least recognize her face. She has like very iconic like glasses and mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. this like kind of preppy fashionista look. Mm-hmm. And she left J. Crew a few years ago and decided to kind of start her own venture. And she has this show called Stylish with Jenna Lyons on HBO Max. It's like part documentary about like her finding out what she's going to do next, but also part like Project Runway where she's like hiring. She has it's like every episode there's like a few potential associates who like maybe she'll hire. It's like an HR. (laughs) You're just watching someone pick employees. Cool. (laughs) Cool way to recruit. (laughs) But it is like, I don't know. She's kind of it's it's fun. Like she's very entertaining. The people in the show are very entertaining. It is sort of a mix of like Project Runway an HGTV show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, documentary I don't know it's fun to watch right and also it's inspiring me to be like all right I know I have great taste I know fashion are you gonna go on the show <laughs> you're gonna audition yeah Jenna Lines. if you're listening you should actually hire me um, <laughs> yeah she is sort of like creating the next goop, like that kind mm. of like lifestyle brand that covers like interiors, fashion, cosmetics. Right, right. So basically what I do. So like yeah. I get it. Yeah. 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 Um, what is your non-TV chaser? I got two. One, I finally went to Susan Alexandra's store, which is a designer that is very fun and very like Poppy, she's a bag designer and a couple other things. It's a lot of like, it's like growing up in the 90s as a kid, what you thought was like the epitome of beauty and style. But like as a child, Uh like they made that for adults. And so I got this beautiful bag and I got a cow headband, which I already posted on Instagram. I'll reshare it from the Unhappy Hour account. I did fully take a photo shoot in your studio, in your home. I made you leave the room so I could take selfies by myself because I love this cow headband. It's so cute. And it just makes me ridiculously happy to wear this cow headband. So that and then I started listening to Brian Cox's autobiography, (laughs) his memoir, um, and he narrates it. And Brian Cox, for those who don't remember, is Logan Roy on Succession and like a bunch of other theater and movies and, uh, you know, storied actor. And it is so gossipy. So his voice is amazing. Listening to him is obviously incredible, but also like the first, the prologue, not even the first chapter. The prologue is just him dragging Steven Seagal. <laughs> it's well, he deserves I mean, he it. deserves to be dragged. <laughs> that man is categorically Literally, insane. He, yeah, for sure. Deserves to be dragged. But like, I love that that's how he starts the book. And like, I'm in the childhood stage right now mm-hmm, of his mm-hmm. life, but I know that there's like a ton of theater gossip and he just is like. So he came out the womb. Dragging oh, Steven Seagal. Essentially. <laughs> um, I'm assuming Steven Seagal birthed him, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which would not surprise me. No. You should tell the people why you're reading that book. I may or may not have been inspired because he did recently join my gym. <laughs> yeah. And we have been working out on the same schedule. And you know who looks l- way grumpier and less enthused to work out than even me? Brian Cox. <laughs> yeah. I just want to hear Logan Roy say fuck off at the gym <laughs> so far he hasn't said that to anyone because i think everyone's afraid to say anything to him yeah uh, rightly so no one should but in lieu of that i've just been listening to his memoir and it's really amazing <laughs> 
good. What about you? What's your non-TV chaser? Well, mine will be similarly um, capitalistic. Yes. Because. <laughs> well, no, I'm supporting women designers. Okay. Independent women that's designers. Fair. Yeah, that's true. She is. I mean, I also, it, it was so expensive. Um, and I had a whole guilt trip with myself about it. But I also really fucking love it. It's, yeah. it's literally like the kind of thing that feels like art. Like I am buying this bag and it is also art. And I have it like in my apartment and a place where I see it multiple times a day, every day. Yeah. And I love it. I do think, I mean, on that note, on a serious note, I know I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that my gripe was buying too much stuff. <laughs> but I do feel like the solution is that you should be buying only buying stuff that like you actually value yeah. and yeah. and yeah it's the like thing that people always say like just you know invest in a couple of things right. every year if you can this is a privileged conversation mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. is why I should probably change my chaser from um jewelry <laughs> <laughs> no I want to hear about it um but yeah, I feel like I've, I've been trying to get it. I never really was like a jewelry person besides, mm -hmm. and I know it's cringy, I did have a high school ring. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know this about you. I was one of those people. Of course, I did not wear it beyond like senior year, maybe. Uh -huh. It was also like the cheapest possible one mm -hmm. that you could buy <laughs> that's made of like rocks. <laughs> I don't know anybody who spent like, thousands of dollars on a high school ring. I hope not. No, this was like literally the cheapest one that you could buy. But anyway, that's not, this is not about my high school ring. This is about how I since then have worn no jewelry ever in my life. And uh -huh. I'm like trying to get I'm trying to experiment more with wearing like necklaces yeah. and chains. And I did get one. I was at home for Christmas and I told my mom, I was like, yeah, I've been thinking of like trying to get more into like necklaces. And she was like, oh, you know, your great grandma like left you a necklace in it from Italy. <laughs> and I was like, no, I didn't know that. How would Why you know would I that? Just know that? <laughs> <laughs> we literally had to like dig through closets to find it too and apparently there's another one that she wasn't able to find oh good that is buried somewhere but she did find the one yeah we found the one so i have that which it's is cool so great it's such a good chain it's like an uh, a family heirloom yeah yeah don't rob me <laughs> <laughs> It is cool to have something that, like, I don't know, is, like, from Italy that my, yeah. like, family brought here. I'm that assuming... That she had to smuggle in her ass yeah. in order to get to this country. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know. I, For all I know, it was, like, I don't know, they were just vacationing there after they moved here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think it was, like, uh, grab everything you have and we're running Leave, to the boat yeah. situation. But it could have been. Could have. That's the story I'll tell myself. And your children. Exactly. So anyway, but yeah, I, I mean, love it. I also have gone to H&M and bought like the cheapest necklaces there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just like, I don't know. I mean, it's fun to accessorize. Yeah. Am I inspired by Jenna Lyons? Sure. <laughs> but yeah, that's my that. chaser. And guess what? That's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. If you want more Unhappy Hour shit, and obviously you do, you can head straight to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash You can buy merch 
at unhappyhourshop.com. We got t-shirts, we got hats, we got sweatshirts. As always, you can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, that's A-U-D-A-C-Y, or wherever you get podcasts. Follow us, rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Marisa Roscoe, and me, Matt Belisai. Hadim Jang, Meredith Rice, and Kurt Courtenay help out with our socials. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Belisai. You can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601 601- 600 rant that's 601 600 7268 and that's it that's everything thank you for listening see you next week uh, bye bye <laughs> i was trying to sing phantom of the opera um i can't wait to sing see for up. me that's the only part i know <laughs> Mississippi is the Florida of the Southwest. (laughs) It's not in the Southwest. (laughs) 